Welcome to the Fins Magazine Podcast. Hi, this is Pat, and today we have with us Mermaid Sheer. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get started. So uh, in uh, 2016, I established my business, which is called Mermaid Israel, or in Hebrew, Olam Batayam, which is the mermaid world. And basically, yeah, that's Olam Batayam in Hebrew. Basically, I, I started it because I had this, you know, amazing realization that I had so much fun swimming as a mermaid 10 years ago when I created my own mermaid tail because they were, you couldn't get any online back then. And it was such an amazing experience to me. And it just occurred to me that there's no way I'm the only one in Israel that would like to do that. And so I have to, I, I just felt like it was really my sort of mission to allow other people to experience what I did when I swam in the tail. And I did it when I was 26. So I couldn't imagine, you know, how amazing, you know, 12 year old would feel or 10 year old. And so eventually I, I quit my job at the army back then so I could do that full time and allow, really allow people to live their dreams, which to me was especially important because you know, living in Israel, it's not a, an easy situation to be in. Sometimes we got rockets fall on our houses and sometimes all the guys get drafted to war. And, you know, it's so important to maintain this amount of magic in your life. And if I could do something to make people's lives more magical, then that's what I want to do. So I started Mermaid Israel basically just as a platform for people to come and have fun with tails. That's what I envisioned. I wanted people to come, I give them a pool, I give them tails, and they just, you know, have fun. And, mm -hmm. and then a, a while after that, I understood that people want something more. They don't just want to swim in it. They want to feel like they're a part of something bigger. So that's when I started to tell people about the mermaiding community, the world mermaiding community, about how it, it connects to um, uh, ecological and environmental uh, subjects. And, and, and I showed pictures and, and they really felt like they're a part of something big, which is what I felt the first time I encountered the world mermaiding community. At first I thought I was the only crazy person who wanted to swim in a tail. And only after I did it, did I found out that there are more people who wants to do it. It was a, a big shock to me, I didn't know. And so that's what they felt. And, and the thing is that at first, the people who came to my workshop were indeed people like me who have been dreaming about this their whole lives. And that's what I thought would come. But then something weird happened that I didn't think would. It, as soon as I started to do more and more workshops and the media began to be interested in it and I, I started having articles about me and like, uh, you know, like editorials on TV or in, in, on the newspapers. Then people said, oh, that looks cool. I really want to try it. And that took me by huge surprise, guys. I had no idea that I would make people want to do it. <laughs> I only thought that, you know, I answer that wish for the people who've always wanted to do it. And ever since I started, I, I think that more people were exposed to it and wanted to to be a part of it. And that's that's the story of my 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 business, my mermaid Israel. And and I always knew that I wanted to sail tales in Israel because 
people couldn't, you know, there was no place to try it on, to feel the fabric, to know what it feels like, to try it under supervision for the first time. And and I started selling them and, and it was, people were, at first it was actually so emotional. People really called me and they cried and they said, I've always wanted to do that. I didn't know it was possible. And I can't believe that I can live my dream now. And that was amazing. And ever since, um, uh, the we we established the Israeli mermaid community, which was about three years ago, I think. Three, mm-hmm. years, ago. three years, yeah, three years. And uh, it was with Michelle Koretsky. She and I were the co-founders, and 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 it was incredible. Actually, the, we established the mermaiding community in 2017, and by 2018, I quit my job entirely to be a full-time mermaid and to you know be in charge of the community and and ever since we got this huge exposure on the media and more people saw us and joined us and what i really wanted to happen i wanted to for people to have tails at home i wanted them to feel comfortable to go to the beach with their tails i wanted them i wanted them to not feel embarrassed about people who were staring and the meetups really allowed us to do that because we were together and when we're together. We have a power that you don't necessarily have when you're alone, especially when you begin and you kind of worried about what people might think about you. And, and that was really amazing. So I just wanted to people in Israel to know about us, that we exist. And a few months later, actually, I, I drove in a taxi cab and the driver asked me, so what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I'm a mermaid. And he goes, oh, I saw you on TV. And like, yeah, all right. Awesome. <laughs> the cab driver heard about us. Then we are definitely heading in the right direction for people to, you know, see mermaiding just as they see basketball or as they see tennis. Because that's what I want. I want people to understand that it's an amazing, beautiful hobby, sport, um, cultural, a, a social thing that you can do. There's so many positives. I mean, to your point, from the physical health benefits, there's mental health benefits, there is the conservancy of giving back to the world. I mean, like, and it's all good. And when you get out in this world, to your point with, you know, you guys have bombings, which just floors the crap out of me when Rachel's like, oh, I'm sorry, we had a bombing line. But, um, you know, there's so many negative things and to have this mermaid world exist and be about beauty and inclusivity and Mm -hmm. support and just that unconditional, like kind of positive aspect. I mean, granted, there's always the ugly pieces and that will always be there, but more than 80%, 80%, you know, that 80-20 rule, more than 80% of it's been positive. And so my eyes, mermaid community is positive. And you don't know how deep the iceberg of mermaids is until you start, like, it It just keeps, it just goes and goes and goes. It's far-reaching. So mm-hmm. I like hearing what you were saying about, like, it almost sounds like um, build it, they will come. You know, you built it you put it out there and it started going. I think, I think it just, it, began, it begins all over the world right now. I mean, last year with the World Mermaid Championship, I think it was one of the first times that I started to look at mermaiding differently than I did until now. 
until now it was really just realizing a childhood dream and ever since i took part in the world mermaid um uh, championship i did i see how uh, i mean it is definitely a sport and you can you know can measure it and you can get scores and it's something that never crossed my mind until i started to be a part of it and i saw how much of a sport it is what were the benchmarks for the for the scoring they had three categories one was technicality about the way you swim the technical aspect of it one was creativity about the the segment that you built and the other one was um free diving which is the amount of time you could hold your breath exactly yeah we had two segments we we could choose music too and we choreographed our own you know routine underwater so it was really fun and interesting to see what people had created and it was it was just beautiful now was it just an individual competition or did they do like partners or teams or i'm assuming there's teams because rachel has a team but i wasn't sure well no it was individual although we did have the the guys from the philippines who who came there as a team and and the Malaysian guys and, and there were a lot of people who came together and I think at the beginning there were there was like um, a performance of one of the teams and then I saw I don't think we're quite there yet as a group performance because it is so different to choreograph the, the holding and I'm sure I'm sure we'll, we'll get it but it was very difficult to do a, a, a team segment so it was all individual even people from the same country sort of competed against each other. I came there with another Israeli guy and we were, you know, both scored differently individually. So when it, um, talking about all of the different things you've done, what are you doing now with all that you started out with? I know you, um, you talked about how you like got started and it sounds like once people started finding you and seeing you on the news, it really started snowballing, I guess. I, I need to find a better word for it. But it really started gain, gaining some traction. So where are you at with all of your mermaid activities today? What all are you doing? Well, um, actually right now, <laughs> I, until, until, the, until last August, I did everything by myself. I, I was the instructor, I did the publishing, I did the, I, I it was a one-man show uh, here on August. Uh, thankfully, I became very, very ill, and that's a good thing, because it was the only thing that allowed me to, you know, let go and understand that I can do everything and I should probably have my own staff to do uh, the things with me. I remember us yelling at you to take a break, to rest, Oh yeah, oh yeah. People yell at me all the time because I never, I don't take breaks. And I'm a mother. I have two children and a husband, which is also another child usually. And you know, there's so much things to do. I do a lot of reserves in the army. I go back to between two and four days a month, a month, and I go back to the army. And I do voices and cartoons, and I do a lot of things. So last year, I decided to hire my own staff so i i have five instructors now we're all swimming instructors or snorkeling instructors and they are the one who do the workshops and i even have a girl who 
is in charge of the entire, you know, customer service. So I'm free to take care of publishing, developing the business, and moving forward. Right now, I'm very active on TikTok. I have almost 200,000 followers on TikTok, and I have my own YouTube channel and my my Facebook uh, page and my website. And I'm currently working on developing it. So I want to publish a book in Hebrew about mermaiding for customers to consumers to see and read about the history and about what we have in Israel about mermaiding. And I'm working, I really want to do, um, like, uh, what, how do you say chug in English? Uh, <laughs> like a, a kid's mermaiding course, like a, a year-long mermaiding course. So it's not going to be just a one-time thing. They can come and learn. It's and cool. Swim yeah, exactly. Like oh, exactly, cool. like a year-long mermaiding school. But due to COVID, everything got you know stopped and and everything. But this is what I'm working on. I'm working on expanding. I want Israel to be a mermaiding empire. I really do, and I think we're on our way there. And I think it's mostly due to the fact that the community, the Israeli mermaid community, is filled with amazing people who are very. A, a, a aspirational they want to develop it in their own way which is amazing and I think that we are very supportive of each other and and with us working together like that we can really start to make you know I think we already have made Israel a very important part of the mermaiding world we had so many I, I'm sure Rachel told you and I'm sure you know that in the the AP um, news like photos, the, the, there was a picture of mermaids from Israel, and that's amazing. How amazing is that Israel is on the news on this sort of, you know, thing? It, we're not used to that, and that is really. What was the subject of the? What was the subject of the article? On the uh, one with the twenty twenty best photos. Yeah, yeah. Best the news. Most. News photos of twenty twenty. I've got photos. Okay. Yeah, in between the fires in Australia and COVID and the George Floyd demonstrations, there was a picture of mermaids from Israel. Amazing. <laughs> and that's why mermaids are awesome. You guys only use the fin fun tales pretty I mean, I know I'm um, talking with Rachel, one of the first things she said is like fin fun. Yes. Well the reason why we only use fin fun is when I first wanted to start that, you know, vision to to, to make it reality. Basically, I just hoped, I wished to God that there were someone who was actually selling mermaid tails because I knew that I could not make them my own myself. I made my first tail and it broke apart two days later. I'm, I was horrible at that. And and I found FinFun. They were literally the first one who came up in my search bar when I searched for mermaid tails back in 2016. And I saw them and I was so excited. And they were the first brand that I got and that I swam in, in like a, a, a real tail that not I made. And I loved how they felt and I loved how they were designed. And right then and there, I decided that we're only gonna use them. And when I'm gonna import, I'm gonna import them. And I really love working with them ever since. And, um, but right now I'm starting to import the Mahina monofins with the magic tail tail skins. It's, Really, really. Can you use the mahina in a fin fun? Sorry, I just was curious. Can you? No, use no, no, no. Okay. No, 
Although there is one girl who, who made this combination of them both, but no, I, I ordered, I ha we have mahinas now. We're not going to use them in the workshops, only for people who went past the FinFun stage, only then will I sell them a mahina because you need to strengthen your legs and you need to understand how to swim in a, in a basic mermaid tail before, in my opinion, before you move on to the next part. The, the biggest problem in Israel is that kids and people buy mermaid tails from Wish and AliExpress, which are imitations and, you know, stolen art. And no matter how much I try to, you know, to, to tell people that don't buy those, the, the price is just winning and people want to buy the, you know, $20 tail instead of the 80 or $100 tail, and even more in Israel because we have taxes, you can't believe. Um, and uh, and that's the biggest problem of the growing mermaiding community in Israel is that a lot of people just get really tempted by the cheap ones. Yeah. I think that's <clears throat> a big deal. I know when I started doing mermaiding, it was as a photographer who wanted to just have above ground parties. And so I went and bought a bunch of tails and I bought a bunch off of Amazon, not realizing that they were copied. Yeah. And I was like, well, but they're cheaper. It doesn't matter. But then the more I got into it and I realized it is an art that is being used in these, it's, it's stealing somebody else's work. And that's one of the reasons we started looking at the DIY tales. Cause when I talked with Amory in the Philippines, I said, you know, you guys are very demographically, you don't have the median income to go and buy a fin folk tale or buy a Mer Taylor tale. How, how do you guys, fight the um, issues with copyright. And she's like, we make our own tales. And I'm like, that's that's pretty good. I mean, it. the thing I like about FinFun though, is they do have that starter market and they're reasonable. They aren't gonna <laughs> cause you to lose a leg so you're only swimming with one. <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's not like one of the biggest marketing um, methods for me is providing quality time with the people you love and especially moms here in Israel and all over the world. You know, all we want is some good quality time with our kids. And and it, it's phenomenal how amazing that time is, because, again, I, I created my workshop and it starts with this beautiful mother daughter ceremony with mermaid cards and they, you know, they give each other wishes and it's and the, the mermaid makeup, like it's a whole thing around it. From just swimming with the tail, it became this whole big experience that you share. And I'm 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 really so very proud of what we're doing. Wow, that's amazing. I don't think I emphasized enough. I, I didn't tell you that moment, that moment when I decided to leave. I was Listen, I have two kids. I have a mortgage. I'm a full adult woman. I was 33 when I had this idea that I need to share that wonderful experience with the world. And I had to leave a very safe workplace that I was very, I loved it. I was good at it. I was very appreciated. And my dad really liked the fact that I worked there. And, you know, and it was adult shield. Like for years, I was the little Disney girl who was, you know, in dreams and fairy tales all day. And, and then I was an adult. And I chose to leave that behind to chase a childhood dream that, by the way, if we're talking about criticism, because I was the first one who came out to the media 
as a mermaid and as someone who does mermaiding in Israel, and Israel has a very, very, very um, cynical and critical people in it, I had, I, 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 I remember the first time there was an article about my workshops and I, had, I got so much hate on the comment section on Facebook. I was shocked because, you know, you always read hate comments about your favorite actor, about your, you know, politician, but it was never directed towards you. I was, you know, I was in tears for two days. And then, you know, I buckled up and I said, you know what? If you want that thing to work, you need to be the first person who catches all the fire. So the people that will come after you will be a lot more, you know, welcomed and they won't get so much hate towards them. And I feel that over the, the last three years, the first year was really hard criticism wise, but now nothing can, nothing rubs off. I mean, you can say whatever you want about me. I do not care because I know full heartedly what the value of what I'm giving is and how much joy it brings to people and how much, you know, even if we're talking about environmental ed education, personally, I have been working at SPNI, which is the Society of Protection of Nature in Israel, for seven years, ever since I was in university. And I volunteered in students for, uh, for the environment and all of that, it was important to me to bring inside my business and inside the mermaid community. So my business is a zero waste business. When people come, they all, we never use a chad me in English. What's a chad me, Rachel? <laughs> Single-use plastic. <laughs> and, uh, I was and, new, I'm sorry, but I, I guess you read my lips, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you made me remember. And in every workshop, we always emphasize the importance of saving the environment. And we only use a biodegradable uh, glitter. And even that, not so much, because I don't believe in them too much as well. And we always, you know, we... we we go towards the, the, the value that mermaiding, in my mind, is based upon, which is one, protect the, the environment, especially the, the beaches and sea area. And two is the acceptance of whoever you are, no matter what your cup size, no matter what your pant size, no matter if you're a boy or a girl, no matter if you have long hair or short. And I'm saying it because of my own experience. When I started, when I realized that I'm about to be the face of mermaiding in Israel, especially for the first year, now there are so many of us, but at the beginning, I had, you know, I thought maybe I'm not thin enough. Maybe I'm not pretty enough to represent mermaids. And then it, it dawned on me that, you know, that's not something I should consider. Just because I don't look like Ariel, it doesn't mean that I can be a mermaid. And it emphasized even more how important it is to you know, to communicate to people that you don't have to be a certain uh, figure or size to be a mermaid, and and no matter how much I preach about it, I still get kids asking me on my TikToks, "Can fat girls do it? If I'm full, can I still do it?" And I keep you know posting videos that shows amazing full-figure mermaids, plus-size mermaids, and they go, "Oh my God, I can do it too!" And there were so many girls that came to my workshops with their families or their friends and they said, no, I can't because, you know, I'm, I, I'm not the right pan size to be a mermaid. And I sat with them and I talked to them and, and they ended up doing it. And it's such a huge, you know, 
success in my mind because mermaiding is not just about being a magical figure. It's also about accepting yourself and be who you are. Yeah, there was a meetup, there was a gathering, like I think it was a birthday meetup not so long ago where my daughter brought one of her best friends and then she came over, like she, she arrived and my daughter was like, oh my God, this is shit from TikTok, from Instagram, from whatever, that's the mermaid, that's the, the mermaid. And my daughter was like, yeah, that's sure. So what? She was like, I'm a big fan. Oh, can I can I meet her? Can I say hello? Can I take a selfie with her? Then I was like, she was like, uh, sure. And I was like super busy. So one of so one of our other mer friends, she was like, come on, I'll take you. And she was like, oh, oh my god. Can I have yeah. your autograph? Yeah, can I take a selfie? But yeah, Rachel's right. One of the things that happened when I started my TikTok about a year ago, I had no idea that it would, I, I, I had no idea what the effect of it would be. I was um, a bit, at first I didn't know whether I should do it in English or Hebrew, but then I realized that there are a lot of mermaids who speak English, but there aren't a lot of mermaids who speak Hebrew and turn to the Israeli crowd and really explain what it is and what to do. And then I started doing it and and all of a sudden I got recognized on the streets and kids stopped me and they wanted to take a picture of me. And I'm like, what, what? He said, oh, I saw you on TikTok, you're that mermaid. And and I'm the mermaid from TikTok now. I have 200,000 followers and kids know, uh, just today I did a workshop for two girls who knew everything about me because they've seen all of my TikToks. And all of the, and they knew everything, the difference between a silicone tail and a fabric tail and the, the competition in the mermaid communities. And it is amazing how TikTok is a huge device of spreading awareness and spreading messages. Amazing. So one of the things that I'm just gonna keep talking because I have a lot to say and if you get bored, I'll stop. Um, when I started my business, I knew that I would get to one of the more, more famous people, people in Israel. I knew it because I knew that either they share the same dream as I did or their daughters will. And it, it didn't take a, a long time before, you know, one of the biggest celebrities in Israel to, to come and then, you know, post it on their story and on, on their Instagram. And it brought a lot of attention to mermaids in Israel. So one of the aspects I use is to incorporate, you know, famous people into the mermaiding workshop so they could spread the message themselves. And it does um, amazing for, you know, uh, brand awareness and for people to understand what mermaiding is. And I think that, I think it was two years ago when we started to really collaborate with environmental um, movements in Israel like uh, Eco Ocean or the Mediterranean people who always do these beach cleanings and presentations and demonstrations. And we as a, a community started to take part in those events. And, and we even, you know, when you open their brochures, you can see pictures of the mermaiding community. So we really are, we really became a big part of um, uh, preservation, the beach preservation and the Mediterranean preservation, uh, which is amazing in my mind because, you know, we're connected to, to really well-established well um, movements. I mean, one of the most famous singers in Israel, 
took one of my tails to be in their video and, and it got so much traction. It, it really is amazing. And that's <clears throat> marketing wise, that's where I'm going. I want to start. Yeah, I'll start. I want to continue on spreading the word in every aspect I can, whether it's TikTok or YouTube or via celebrities who uses the tails and go to the workshop themselves. And also coming to the group meetings when the COVID will end, we can continue making those because we haven't met in a long time with our tails. Uh, that's annoying. Okay, well, we will talk to you guys later. Thank you, Sheer. It was so nice to meet you. Bye, Rachel. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.